This podcast is for those making bold moves to reverse global warming. We are the Determined Ones, solving humanity's gnarliest challenges. It's a podcast on climate action, the determined mindset, and how standing out helps you make a meaningful impact. So I have this pet peeve. Whenever I come across a website and the headline on the main part of the screen is welcome to name of company's website, it drives me crazy (laughs) Uh, if your website starts out with welcome to my website. We need to talk. So I'm Sarah, sitting here with Mark. Hey, what's up? Hey. Uh, In this episode, we're going to walk you through some of the biggest messaging mistakes I see companies making, and I'll share my top tips to fix these issues so we can make your messaging rock. Are you in? I'm excited for this. This is a huge pet peeve for Sarah, so... (laughs) Maybe this will shut me up, is what he's thinking. (laughs) All right, let's get started. So, Sarah, who are you? I am uh, not a writer, so who am I to be... uh, going off on a rampage about people's messaging. I don't know. I'm a designer and I'm a strategist. This means that my expertise, while it is not so much in writing the actual words, um, it's more in figuring out whether what you've written works or not. So when people think of design and they think just of how it looks, is it pretty? Is it flashy? But design is really a lot more than just the visuals. Uh, And the words on the screen serve just as much, if not more, purpose than the images or graphics. I kind of like to say that design is background for the words. Design is sort of the structure that props the words up and makes them heard, Mm -hmm. makes them read, makes them seen. Like a container of sorts. Exactly. So as a designer, I take in the whole experience and look at it from the point of view of someone who is your target audience. So that's what human-centered design is. Um, Empathy and research and being able to look at something not as a business owner, but as that business's target customer. So we have a workshop called Messaging That Resonates that walks folks through how to think about messaging with a human-centered design perspective. The end result is a strategy for messaging that you can carry out on your company's website, your social media, your marketing, your elevator pitch, you know, everywhere you go and tell people about your, me- uh, about your business. Uh, that's what we mean when we say messaging. So any of the words that you use to tell people about your business. And we want that to make people's li- eyes light up. We want it to get them excited about what you're offering. And that will help you make the impact you want your business to make. Sometimes we kind of use the prompt. We want people to read something and say, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Give me me that. Count me in. Yeah. Uh, So just so you know, like a little housekeeping if you want more, I've written a blog post as a companion to this podcast at backstage.thedetermined.co. And it's called, Why Is It So Tough to Write Good Messaging for Our Business? Because it's hard, right? It is. It's It's hard. It's not easy. Um, along with that blog post is a worksheet called Rock Your Messaging that walks you through this process of putting yourself in your target audience's shoes. So you can download that to get a human-centered start on creating messaging that rocks. But let's dive right into the mistakes that I see people Let's making. do it. So I already talked about the first one, welcome to my website. Here is why I hate it, why it's my big pet peeve. Basically, at the top of your website, that's the first thing that people see. That is prime real estate. And you are using that prime real estate to say basically nothing. They already know who you are. They've already, you know, entered your URL or they've clicked a link or they've gotten something to tell them to go to this website. They already have a pretty good idea of what your company is called, I hope. Um, and if not, they there's probably a logo at the top that says your company's name. So you're basically repeating information that they already know in that prime real estate area. Hmm. 
So they, uh, I mean, I guess some people feel like they have to be hospitable and welcome people when they come in, but you know, people don't need a welcoming committee. They need to find the information they're looking for and then get out. I'm wondering if that's just kind of a, a remnant of the early days of, of <laughs> the is. internet, you know, welcome to my website. Yeah. I think, I think that might be it. I would love to show you. I'm never going to show you. I don't know where it is and I'm glad, but the first website that I ever made. <laughs> Nice. Like 1996. Yeah. Oh, so bad. I have a few screenshots of my oh. my old websites on Flickr. I think that <laughs> might be too much. Don't please don't Google. Oh, jeez. That. Yeah. So <laughs> it it does sort of bring to mind that kind of <laughs> that nostalgia, I guess. Mm -hmm, oh, mm -hmm. one thing about nostalgia, Captain Marvel, mm. totally set in the 90s blockbuster video. The website for the Their movie. Their website. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Is on purpose. It's, it's amazing. Like GeoCities MySpace 1995. Yeah. Thumbs up to the creative director. On that I one. have a feeling that is not what you're trying to do with your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what you should do instead, uh, think about or do the research to figure out what it is that the person coming to your website is trying to accomplish and make that the first thing they see. So that as soon as they load your website, they're like, yes, I'm in the right place. This is where I'm going to get what I'm looking for. And they don't leave to go find it somewhere else. There's this idea in journalism of the upside down pyramid mm -hmm. where people start reading an article. They get sort of the main, most important point in the first paragraph. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the paragraph is supporting information for that um, main point. Right. So instead of how maybe if you sat down to talk to somebody and say, hey, I have this story and I'm going to give you the backstory first and mm -hmm. then I'm going to get to my point after like an hour. Yeah. You want to do the opposite both in journalism and in websites because people just don't have a lot of time when they sit down to read an article or when they sit down to look at your website. So you get it off, off um, right at the very top of the page. So those could be either the results that you help them gain. If you're a business, you are probably trading money for some sort of results mm -hmm. or outcome. What is the outcome they achieve by doing business with you? Or you can set yourself up as unique with differentiators. So what is it that you do that nobody else does like you? Mm -hmm. Those are three things to put at the top instead of welcome to my website. Yeah. Give them, give them something to, to hook them right off the bat. Give them exactly. something, give them something to stay there so they don't, so they don't just exit the website and move on to something else. People are busy. They don't, yeah. they don't have time for that. Okay. Mistake number two, unintelligible jargon. What is that? What do you mean by that? Oh my God. I see this all the time. So um, like the businessy aggregate frictionless cross media systems, ROI, ROI. harness, recontextualize leading edge revolutionary <laughs> partnerships is what our business does. And I'm like, that makes what? sense. <laughs> I have no idea. So there's these um, lorem ipsum generators that will generate business speak. Nice. <laughs> nice. So you can just like come up with, you know, a, English language looking block of text that is all that's awesome unintelligible. So don't jargon. do that for real. <laughs> Avoid that. Yeah. So why? Why shouldn't they do that? Why shouldn't I don't they know, do Sarah, that? Tell me. Because it doesn't say anything. Mm. <laughs> it says something, but doesn't say something. <laughs> it might as well just say "Welcome to my website." Right. It's a waste of space. Um, we work with a lot of people in climate, maybe scientists. They have a lot of data. They have a lot of. Um, you know, jargon, facts and, facts and climate jargon, yeah, that are in their industry that you know, with each other, they that makes sense. But you have to think about your audience, unless your audience is another scientist, which often it is not. Um, you have to speak in their language, or it's going to go right over people's heads. So, what to do instead, exactly the same as for number one, um, instead of saying things in unintelligible jargon, 
say it in a way that you're sure your target market will understand, give them the results they're looking for, give them the outcome that they came to find, or give them the differentiator that makes you unique. And then test it. Test mm -hmm. it. Make sure that they understand it. Yeah. Find a few people that match your target audience and put it in front of them and see what they say. See if they would click the button below the call to action or see if they would stay on the website or scroll down to learn more. Mm -hmm. Makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm going to actually call number three since you mentioned call to action. Um, let's call number three my uh, pet peeve around calls to actions mm -hmm. that are not actually in action. So in the climate space, one uh, call to action that you'll see a lot is like, stop global warming. Oh, easy. <laughs> Done. Oh, I wish somebody would have told me that. Click Thanks. here to stop global warming. Ah, I finally found the button. If it was that easy. <laughs> uh, so again, why it sucks. Doesn't tell me anything. Um, are we noticing a theme there? Here? <laughs> All of my pet peeves are because you're not telling me anything. Um, it's completely sidestepping the problem. So in the case of stop global warming, nobody wants global warming to continue. Or um, even if they did, hearing this phrase isn't going to change their mind. So you're, again, like wasting space and money by having a website that sits there and tells people to do something that they can't actually do. Mm -hmm. So what to do instead? What should they do instead? Uh, make it tangible. So um, in the case of stopping global warming, maybe uh, sharing stories of people who are doing things, actual things to stop global warming and share the impact they're making and help me see how my action can be part of the problem or can be part of the solution, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess one thing that comes to mind is the, um, the meme video that went around about uh, plastic straws, mm. big issue. Yep. And it was a specific story of a woman in an office who challenged her coworkers to not use plastic straws for a week. It was a really quick video. It went totally viral. Um, and I swear, within a week or two of this viral video going out, I started seeing paper straws all over San Francisco. Hmm. And I know San Francisco is like an early leading edge type of city and is prone right. to that. but. Right. Feels like it's not a coincidence that huh. it happened right after that video. Yeah. Like making things tangible, making things like, oh, I could see myself going to my mm -hmm. coworkers, not like publicly launching a huge campaign to stop using plastic straws, but going and talking to the five people that I talk to every day at work. Sure. And being like, hey, here's a friendly challenge. Let's try and not use plastic straws for a week and I'll like shame you if you do. Right. And, ha -ha, I'll check in your garbage can. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she did. And I wouldn't have ever thought that that would be possible until I saw that video. And then all of a sudden, the whole city is using paper straws. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a call to action that's actually doable that anyone can do. Amazing. Okay. Where are we? Number four is I'm going to just like call out this flyer that I saw. And I feel bad because it's a great organization. But the flyer said, we need young people to join the cause. And when I looked at that flyer, it sounded to me like old people pleading <laughs> we need young people we need your help <laughs> we need your help to join the cause and like nothing will repel a young person faster than making you think that an old person wants you to come right. work with them telling them what to do <laughs> and yeah. telling them what to do yeah so it sounds desperate it sounds weird so if you were trying to attract younger people than yourself and i don't know if that's the case in this organization but that's what it sounded like. And if you were trying to target younger people or people who are in a different demographic than you, you might have better results if 
you look at popular things that that type of person likes and mimic it or, you know, do the kinds of things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So what is it that makes young people go to events or care about things? Mm -hmm. Have you even talked to any young people lately? Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. And I think another important thing, too, to go back to um, the jargon is to test it with them as well. You know, put it in front of some young people, whether it's maybe your kids or uh, if you have access to younger employees, put it in front of them and see if it resonates. Yeah, like if that, you know, I'm okay, I'm not super young. I'm middle aged, I guess. Um, but I had nothing but a number, Sarah. Age ain't nothing but a number. I had that reaction looking at that, but I'm only one person. So let's show it to five people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who are in your target demographic, you know, some 20 somethings, some teenagers, and be like, does this make you want to come and help? Mm -hmm. You know, they might say, I do care about the environment. I'm doing everything I can. You know, they might give you some really good feedback. Mm hmm. Okay, number four, five, five. five. Last one. Using tired cliches. Oh, boy. We see a lot of that. We see a lot of that. We're in the climate space, so we see a lot of the same messages because people have been saying the same thing about climate for the last 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Um, It's time to say something new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the one that I called out as an example is every day should be Earth Day. And I I agree. Mm -hmm. I believe this too. But it's clearly in the last 30 years has not changed uh, how we treat this planet. So let's um, let's try something new. Try something that doesn't sound like it should be on a motivational poster from the 90s. Um, What you're really trying to do is make people give a shit. Yeah. Like Mark said earlier, we want people to say, fuck yeah, I'm in. Mm -hmm. If... I see a poster that says every day should be Earth Day. I feel like it's, you know, shaming me instead of giving me something to say, fuck yeah. Right. I'm in on that. I want to get behind that. I want to support that. So it needs to be related to something current, something popular, something um, that people already care about. uh, Or it needs to be really tangible, like the straws thing. What do you want people to do that Mm. they're not doing now? Yeah. Um. So, again, sharing stories of people who are treating every day like Earth Day. Show examples of the behavior that you want. And I know this is a, a episode on messaging, but you can say the same thing about images, too. Yep. You know, using cliched, overused images of the classic polar bear on an iceberg or trees in a field. Um I think we've been so bombarded with, with both the messaging and the imagery that I feel like it would be nice to get some fresh, fresh things in the in the conversation to revitalize the the need to address these things, as well as especially nowadays seeing the the rise of the youth movement in the climate space. We need to resonate with with the people that are in their teens today. Yep. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Is imagery works right in tandem with messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these things can be said with a picture. This is why I say design is more about the experience and not just about the way something looks. And you can't sort of split up the messaging from the design. It's all part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap this thing up. People are busy. Um, summarize exactly what we said to do instead of what not to do. <laughs> so number one, instead of the welcome to my website, figure out what people are coming to your website to find out or do and make that the first thing they see. They don't need a welcoming committee. (laughs) Number two, replace industry jargon with the language that the people you want visiting your website actually use, speaking in terms of the benefits to their lives. Number three, using calls to action that are specific and tangible 
What do you actually want me to do to save the planet or stop global warming? What specific action do you want me or do you want to influence people to take? Uh, number four, if you want to attract an audience that is different than you, younger or a different demographic, talk to that audience and create messaging based on the things that they are interested in and the way that they talk about instead of saying, we need young people. Uh, number five, share stories showing specific examples of what you want people to do rather than empty slogans and cliches. So once again, just to wrap up, I've written a blog post as a companion to this podcast at backstage.thedetermined.co called Why Is It So Tough to Write Good Messaging for Our Business? Because it is hard. Um, and along with that blog post is a worksheet called Rock Your Messaging that will help make it a little easier, walking you through this process of putting yourself in your target audience's shoes. Uh, so you can download that to get a human-centered start on creating messaging that rocks. We'd love to help you make smart decisions on how to build your climate-focused brand so it gets the attention it deserves. Book a sound check session to get started amplifying your brand at thedetermined.co slash soundcheck. If you are one of the bold rebels building a product that addresses our climate crisis, we can help you set yourself apart and amplify your climate impact. You can learn more about us at thedetermined.co. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you know anyone who might enjoy this podcast, feel free to share.